You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Last week, Julian started us on um, a series called God, His Plan, and You. And um, and he shared, uh, starting this process of looking at various individuals leading up to um, leading up to Christmas. And last week, he shared about Zachariah and uh a guy that was from the, the priestly line of Aaron, uh, and Aaron in the Old Testament was the, the brother of Moses, and he was chosen by lot to, uh, which is like a lottery system, um, they, they, they drew straws, and it was his, his turn, once in a lifetime experience, to go in and offer sacrifices, and in that kind of moment, God reveals something to him of the plan that uh, they were going to have a son. And they were going to call him John, and he was going to be a forerunner to to Jesus. He was going to prepare the way for Jesus. And uh, Zacharias was a righteous man, a a man that had um, a heart for God. But he was older in years, and um, he he was just kind of a normal person. Yet God chose to use him, and he was part of God's big storyline and uh, and played a significant part. And there was something that, as Julian talked about, the sense of there was an obedience, there was a... There was a willingness to to join God in His work, and um, and something amazing happens to them in this older years of their lives. God does the miraculous through Him, and uh, and they have a son, and that is ultimately uh, a relative then of Jesus. Now tonight we're going to look at another another ordinary person in the Bible, and his name is Joseph. Now not Joseph of the Old Testament, but Joseph of the New Testament. So, not, yeah, just not to confuse the two. So, Joseph, oh, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And uh, then we're going to look at Joseph as an individual and just some of the things we can gain from that. This is how the birth of Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins." All this took place to uh, to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph woke up, did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him to commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until after she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. All right. Let's look at a bit of the context, just so we can understand the story a bit better. What, this is what we know about Joseph and as an individual. One is that we know Joseph was a carpenter and probably a son of a carpenter, which was probably a son of a carpenter, which was probably a son of a carpenter, right? It was a family business. Joseph was from Nazareth and uh, was just a normal, normal guy, right? Just live life every day. Somewhere along the line, he meets Mary. Balls in love, most likely, hopefully. Um, and they get engaged to be married. He would have been looking at his life as nobody else, as, as everyone else would have, right? You, you, you grow up, you learn your trade, you uh, 
you meet someone special, you plan to get married, you get engaged, and, and everything is just ticking along normal. Yet, when we, we plan out kind of our story, um, sorry, when we pa sorry, pan out of the story, right, we see Joseph's life from a heavenly perspective. We see that actually, although Joseph would have looked at himself in the same light as everyone else, Right, he's just a normal bloke from Nazareth, just anyone. When we, we look at a story from a different perspective, actually Joseph, God had a plan for, even though Joseph wasn't aware of the plan. When he grew up as a boy, ain't, uh, you know, there was no halo above his head. He was just a normal kid learning how to do carpentry, I'm sure, with his father. But he was someone who was actually born from a, a, a kingly line. He was someone actually... now. As we look in, in scripture, we see actually his lineage was back to David, which was quite significant. Now, there would have been many people from the same lineage of David. Okay, So again, he wasn't the only guy in all of Israel that was the son of a son of a son of a son, you know, way back there, and David be the father. He was one of many guys that would have fit this category, but he was, it was a tick in that box of he was someone special, right? To fulfill prophecy, again, Jesus needed to, to, to be in a kingly line. And David was prophesied over him that of his kingdom, there would be no end. There would, there would be no change. He would have someone on the throne forever. But we saw in history, actually, that seemed to not be true. You know, Israel got conquered. He was, there wasn't always a king in Israel. And yet, through Jesus, there was. But it was through Joseph had an important part in the story. So as we kind of start to look at this, I want to look at it from a couple different vantage points. One is that God has an eternal plan. And again, this is something that Julian talked on last week. But God has chosen you and prepared you a plan for your life before one day of your life came to be. Why did you come onto this earth right now? Why are you here at this moment? Why was Joseph on the planet at the time he was? I, I think there's... There's a significance that even in Joseph's life, he was there for such a time as that. In Psalms 139, 16, it's something we quote often. So all the days for me were written before in your book before one of them came to be. Nothing happens by chance with God. Nothing happens. When Joseph was born in the world, nothing, he didn't, God didn't look and think, well, who could be the answer to this problem of having, you know, a, a father you know, in a, a physical sense to, to Jesus. Um, he, he knew J Joseph was the man for the job. Joseph had a, had a heart for God, and it, we see he was a righteous man. But God also planned for him. When we look at our lives, sometimes I think we look at, you know, maybe from the same perspective Joseph would have looked at his life, where, where, where we come from, maybe the family that we're born into, maybe the situation we're born in, in, and we think, actually, there's no value there. there uh, it's all by chance my life has worked out as it is, whether for the good or for the bad. There's, it's all kind of just circumstance. And yet, when we see in Scripture, there's a contradiction there, because actually God plans, God has an A plan for our lives, and I think sometimes we can live a B plan. But God has this purpose in which he brought you into this world. He aligned everything from this eternal perspective. So, on an eternal perspective, Joseph was a very significant person. When you zoom into his local story, it, it seems he's very insignificant, 
right? He's just a son of a carpenter, or I mean, we don't see that exactly, but he was a carpenter. He was someone from a from Nazareth. Just he was he was a nobody, and yet God see sees a bigger perspective. Now, God had this eternal plan, but He also then has a different plan to our plan. How many of you have discovered that so far? His plans are different than yours. Joseph would have. Um, Joseph's life, his world would have been turned upside down when I'm sure there was this awkward conversation with Mary one day. By the way, I'm pregnant. Okay, now Joseph can figure things out as any other guy could. Well, I haven't been with you, so you've been with someone. Now, again, for someone who would have had their, their, their world and their plan kind of all sorted, it was quite a dramatic thing to, to hear actually um, your fiance, the one that you love, is is actually pregnant, and I'm sure he would have felt a sense of betrayal. He would have felt a sense of, um, you know, distrust, and you know, then she would have the audacity to say, "Well, it wasn't with a man; it was God." Now, okay, if you were the guy, what would you think to that kind of conversation? And now, this is not hap- This is not normal kind of conversation, Giovanni. You can maybe relate to this circumstance. Okay, well, wait a minute. Whatever you're telling me, I've heard it all before, but I haven't heard that one. I've heard lots of excuses, but I haven't heard that the Holy Spirit, it's God that's made you pregnant. Well, that's a nice one. Can you imagine, what would have you thought if you were Joseph at that moment? Sometimes I think we we can have our, our life plan, or maybe we headed out at some point in our younger years, or maybe even where we are right now, and we think actually this is what life is going to look like. We're kind of on track. We're we're moving in the journey, and sometimes these spanners hit the works, or the, the, there's a there's a there's a spanner in the mix. Suddenly, what we thought was all going to be fine, there's a different plan, and uh, in these moments where our lives get turned upside down. There's an opportunity to explore what God has in mind. You see, at that moment, Joseph, uh, he, he, he had a choice. You know, he was a righteous man. He was just going to divorce Mary. You can tell by the story at this point, he does not take what Mary says on board because he was going to divorce her at that point. He was going to release her from the obligation of marriage and just quietly dismiss and then move on with his life. A bit heartbroken, but... Somewhere in there, though, he would have prayed. Again, a man who was righteous. Perhaps sometimes in our lives, we, we hit moments where things aren't always going to plan. And there's an opportunity here. In, in Joseph's life, this opportunity when things are not going to plan, there's an opportunity to see what God is doing in that. Again, I think there's always advantage points that we can look to God. Go, what are you doing in this circumstance I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why I, I, was, I was going in this direction. Suddenly I'm now going in this. This has now happened. That was out of my control. Joseph didn't sign up for that, right? He didn't, he didn't sign up to be part of it. Suddenly just his world got changed. There was a baby coming and he, he wasn't the father of that baby. And then we see he, he, he's considering this, right? This is verse 20. But after he considered this, and again, I, I believe he, in considering this, he was praying about it. God invites him to, he, he invites Joseph to join him in what he's doing. To join in his story that he has of humanity. Joseph, as I mentioned, was going to divorce Mary quietly. But God speaks to him in, dream, in a dream and says, Joseph, 
you know, I, I'm actually in this. What Mary has said is, is true. I, I'm actually in this. Now, there's this invitation that God says, you know, I, I want you to join what was happening here. I, I want you to be a part of it. And Joseph has a choice right now. He, he could say, do you know what? No, 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 no. I, I don't want to entangle myself in whatever Mary's doing. I, 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 I don't want to be a part of that. You see, I think every time that God does something, every time God is moving, he invites us to be part of what he's doing. And again, what he's doing sometimes is in the mess or in the chaos or in the situations of our life where we think, I don't see how that all lines up. Now, I don't know about you. How many have you had a dream before? Now, I don't mean like oh, I had a dream, but like just you sleep and you have a dream. Yeah? All the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, we all have dreams, and sometimes I have crazy dreams. Um, now, that dream, he had literally a dream. Now, you can imagine waking up from a dream, and the dream, in your dream, you had God saying, you know, no, this is of me, you need to take Mary to be your wife. Do you not think you would have woke up the morning thinking, did I, was I just dreaming? <laughs> would there not have been a bit of a doubt in your head? I, I think there was this, there was a, this, this challenge, I think, that, that Joseph would have had at that moment to take on board what was happening in just a dream. All of us have had dreams. And it was a choice for him to, to acknowledge and to hear God speaking in that moment, to actually listen that actually God was saying something to, to him. Again, we can see our problems, but maybe God is doing something else. God invites us to see our lives from his, his vantage point. And what may in our lives circumstances see insurmountable actually may be uh, building blocks for miracles that God wants to do through your life. Now, I'm not saying that God orchestrates problems or God um, creates things that happen in our lives that are, are painful just, just for whatever reason. But what I'm saying is he, he takes whatever situation sometimes we're going through and he creates something beautiful out of those things when, he's, when we're part of his story, Right? Again, we look at our problems and we look at our situations. We, we see it from a perspective of who am I? My life is going nowhere. I'm nothing. I'm this. I'm that. And actually, God said, you know what? But I've actually purposed for you to be where you're at. I put the people around you that I put around you. I, put, I, I, I let you be born in this country I, or, or for whatever country you've come from. I've put this, these circumstances all in place so that something of my plans could be worked out in your life. All of us have a story like Joseph. Not necessarily are we all giving birth to Jesus, okay? I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that all of us have a story that God has written for us. It's like a play that he has written for your life. And he's looking at it from a perspective of, of eternity. And he's seeing how your life will impact that life, which will impact that life, which will bring from this perspective of looking at time as this... Uh, uh, not in time, but out of time, how your life has an important part in the big picture of eternity. He looks at your life and he said, you know, I'm going to bring you into this world right now so that through you, all of these different things will happen. And that will start a ripple effect, which will infect and change other people's lives. Again, when you look through the Old Testament and you read through the Bible, people did things that you know, Rahab the prostitute just let some spies into her, her house. But in doing so, she joined God's family or got, joined the, the, the storyline of Jesus. 
right? Just by a simple step. God is doing something in your life and wants to do something in your life if we join if we want to join him. But just like Joseph, to join him requires faith and obedience. We have to Joseph had to make a decision. Was he going to take God at his word at this moment and, and take Mary? Or was he just going to do what he already thought to do? There was a conflict, wasn't there? What was his thought to do? Divorce. Now God says, Don't divorce. Don't don't this is of me. Well, what do you do? There's a conflict of wills. There's there's a God says, I, I want to you, you to do this. Now, I'm sure Joseph also would have taken shame by the bystanders because they weren't married at this point and she's pregnant. And so who whose finger would have been put like he was if he was going to continue on with that journey with Mary, he was part of that equation. So for the bystander, they would assume he also was unfaithful or he 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 um, before they were joined in marriage, he had he had done something he shouldn't have done. Right. So he would have been joined by default into that equation. So there was a risk to him to say, yes, I, I will continue on in this relationship, even though um, I, I'm innocent. Does that make sense? There, there was a sense of he, he, he was committing himself to something which was serious business. Again, you try to explain that to family. No, no, no. But it wasn't me. What do you mean it wasn't you? No, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, all right. It was probably you, and you just don't want to admit it, right? Again, there would have been a shame on him, or could be a shame on him. But he was willing to just be obedient. And you know, when we follow the Lord and we join in his story for our lives, he always leads us to a place where we're challenged with the direction we're going, and he calls us into the unknown, this was uncharted territory to continue on in a marriage or with a marriage to a woman who's pregnant, not with your child. But trusting that God actually has something bigger in store because he said so. Just taking him at his word. In order for us to see God to do the extraordinary things, we... It requires us to put our faith in him and to obey what he asks us to do at those moments. And again, we, we, if we could apply it to our everyday lives, we, are all, we all face things. And I think in considering those things that we're facing, if we can be like Joseph and, and I, I believe bring those things to God, you know, commit those things to the Lord. I believe God has a story to be written or already written in your circumstance of how your life will bring an eternal difference uh, in this world, God has a plan. He's got a big picture, but it requires faith and obedience to follow his leading. You know, it's one thing to ask for directions, but it's another thing to not listen to them once they come. Right. And I think for many of us, we can ask for directions and God starts to give direction, but we don't like the outcome. Or we don't like the, the directions that are given because the directions sometimes go counter our intelligence or our, our own logic. But God said, I, I want you just to trust me. It was a very big step for Joseph to say, okay, I'll continue to marry her. And I think even if you were to look at the story as it plays out, you would think, well, if God is with, this, with us, you know, it's all going to be grand. 
Well, what happens is when it comes time for pregnant, well, now there's a census being taken. I got a journey with this pregnant lady. We got to go to Bethlehem. Again, maybe not understanding the fullness of why that was so important. You know, Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. It was part of fulfilling prophecy. But, you know, Joseph is, is, is under this burden of having to manage a, a pregnant lady, which I've, I've had the joy of experience as well. And we didn't travel by donkey. We traveled by car. Lots of throwing up and all sorts of things. The reality is they get to even to the place of the birth and, and there's, there's no room in, a, in, a, in the, the inn or in the, the places that you would otherwise go. No family. They, they end up being in a place where, where animals are kept. You think, okay, God, I thought we were following the plan. Would you not have thought that? I thought I was following your plan. This, I thought this was a special child. And up to the moment that Jesus is born, nothing extra, extraordinary happens in their life. If you look at the story, nothing out of the ordinary, other than the fact that this lady, who you've not slept with, is pregnant. And then, as things go on, you think everything's going against them. Even to the point to the birth, it doesn't seem like God's favor is upon this child. Until the child's born, and you realize there's something special here now. When the shepherds come, when the star is there, when, when people start to travel, the wise men arrive, you realize, okay, God, maybe there is something special going on. But there was nine months where they saw nothing special happening other than Mary getting bigger and her hourglass figure changing. Again, it says even he didn't have any union with her until after she gave birth. I mean, that was a sacrifice. Come on, guys, right? You're with the woman of your dreams and you have to resist for another nine months. It's not easy following God at his plan. And there even is a testing. Joseph was, test, I'm sure, tested. I'm sure there was doubts as they were journeying to Bethlehem on, on a donkey or however they got there. And even when they got to Bethlehem and there was no, no space for them, I'm sure there was a testing of, did I get this wrong? Was Mary actually just with another bloke? And I've just got the mess to kind of clean up. But he trusted and he kept going. We just see the faithfulness of Joseph. And Joseph then gets honorable mention in the Bible as someone who actually trusted God. And through him and through influence of his life, Jesus is born into this world. The conclusion, I just want to say, is God's fulfillment for Joseph's life and for our lives. Joseph stepped into something bigger for his life than he could have ever imagined. Can you imagine the son, or just a carpenter, just a tradesman, being someone who in his home would have had the Savior of the world? Wow. What a story. What a thought. And yet for you and I, it's no different. Who would think people from Brighton or from Italy, from Canada, from that if we allow God to have his way in our lives, what kind of story or legacy would happen through our lives? Again, and we won't see the fullness of it until the light of eternity. And when we get to heaven and we see how our life really made a difference, you know, it will come into focus at that point. But you know what we do see at this point is that even when we say yes to him and when we commit our ways to him, just like for Joseph, God, a bigger plan is written out for us. 
that we step into. We, we join God in something that's bigger and more profound. I think a lot of people go on a quest in their lives for the meaning of life. What is, what is the purpose of all of this? And, you know, it's found in this relationship with Jesus. But it's not just in a, in a relationship. It's giving way to Jesus. And in giving way to him, he does something through our lives, through our circumstances, that you think it was almost meant to be this way for the outcome that it brought. And even in the hardness, and even, you know, I know many, even this room would have went through difficult times in their past. You know, God makes something beautiful out of our difficulties, out of our challenges, out of our hurt. You know, he, he has this ability to make something amazing when we leave our hands, when we leave our, 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 our lives in his hands. The only way for God to do his work through us is when we say yes to him. Just like for Joseph. Do you know what? What if Joseph said no? Do you know what? I'm not having it, God. Nice dream. I must have had too many tacos before I went to bed. That was a crazy one. That was a crazy thought. What if he didn't take notice to that dream? Do you know what? God's plan would have still been fulfilled. Joseph just wouldn't have been part of it. As I said, Joseph was not the only guy in David's line. God would have brought someone else who would have said yes. Now, I heard a, a, a great mission, um, Reinhard Bunke, uh, who is an evangelist who's reached, spoke to millions of people around the world, and, and there was something God was asking him to do, and, and he, he was challenged with this thought of, you know, God, choose someone else. I don't really want to do this. I don't think I'm really good at it. And, you know, God humbled him in this process. He said, I have. They've said no. I'm asking you. You know, I think all of us, you know, God, you're not the only option, but you are part of God's plan if you allow him, if you submit to him. You know, in that, just saying yes to him, you, you join the storyline that's been going on since the creation of the world and will continue on until he returns and into eternity. We join to something amazing and suddenly my life has purpose and meaning even though I'm an insignificant person from Lashburn, Saskatchewan, Canada a little town that you guys haven't heard of and nobody in Canada's heard of it's true right Julian you don't even know where it is <laughs> he takes these people and, and he's from somewhere I don't even know where he's from and he takes us and just by saying yes to him here we are in, in Brighton how crazy is that but you know what? He's got the same. He got plans for you as well. Could we just see what God would do through our lives as we join Him in His story? Could something amazing happen through your life as you just say, "God, here I am. I'm yours. I want to join your story." Can I pray as we close? Jesus, Lord, I thank you that you you are bigger. Your story is bigger. Lord, sometimes we, uh, we look at life and we get tunnel vision. We see our, our, our world from, from a very small vantage point. We only see what has happened in our past. We only see what's we've gone. And, and sometimes, Lord, we, we look at that and we see that things aren't possible. Yet, God, you, you call us at this moment to look up. As you spoke to Joseph and said, you know what, I, I got a plan, Joseph, and I, I want you to be a part of it. 
Lord, I believe you speak to us tonight as well. The same thing. I've got a plan and I want you to be a part of it. Lord, we we want to be like Joseph. I pray that's our prayer tonight. We want to be like Joseph who, who just says, yes, Lord, I want to join your big picture. I want to join your story. Work through my life. Work through the challenges I've got. Work through all the the spanners that are in my mixture right now that I just don't understand. I I, want to see you do something through my life. Lord, help us to trust you at your word. Lord, when you do speak, when you do lead us, even in the very simple things, Lord, help us to not just hear that and do nothing about it, but Lord, help us to be again like Joseph, who, who when you spoke, he responded. He did something. He, he did what you asked him to do. Lord, we want you, God, to do great things throughout. We want our lives to have meaning. But Lord, it, we can have no meaning outside of you. So Father, I just pray for each person in this space tonight. Lord, if they're struggling with self-worth, if they're struggling with maybe a, a lack of direction or just not knowing what their plan is, what your plan is. Lord, I pray that this would be an encouragement that their hearts would be stirred to something bigger. God, you call us to be listening to your voice. And so, Lord, I pray you'd help us to listen. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to take a relaxing five-minute break just to chill and just have time. Don't rush. We've got five minutes. Um. But if you would like prayer, if, if, if maybe something in that spoke to you, Julian or myself would be happy to pray with you. Otherwise, have a great week. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, Life Group. Life Group's here on, on Thursday. And uh, and then next Sunday is going to be a really great time. You know, I was sharing last night. You know, it's important, it's important as, fam- as, as a church to have family time. And I think Christmas gives us that opportunity. Maybe you're here right now and you don't have family. Uh, maybe your family's not from around here. Do you know what? Let this be your family. You know, come on Christmas Eve and be be family. Uh, come on the 20th and enjoy a meal together and have family time with with us. We're okay as people to be with, I think. And, and you're okay to be with as well. And we can enjoy um, being together. So I'm going to end there. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news, or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.